Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, John Moore, and we do have a special edition today. You know we are doing the spring training take two. Spring training take two. We've already done spring training take one, but we're doing spring training take two. And today, it's not. It's a little bit special because I got someone with me today. I know we were supposed to have a full one. I think we're, we're going to have all of the Texas Power Hour with us, along with uh, Jeff Hawkins. We'll talk about him in just a second. Uh, but with Jeff, he couldn't make it, so we're doing a special one today. And J.C. from uh, Texas Power Hour is with me. J.C., what's going on, man? Nothing much, John. I'm glad to be here. Nothing nothing better to do than to talk about these Rangers. And, you know, I wish, I wish RDA was here. Hopefully we might have a surprise guest during the show. But more than likely, I think it's going to be a two-man show. But, man, I'm looking forward to this. Well, I appreciate you coming on here with me. I know that uh, – you guys have uh, listened to me, and I listen to Texas Power Hour, so uh, you guys said some nice things about me. I guess y'all do realize I am sort of a nerd when it comes to the Rangers. So <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so we were supposed to. Everybody knows we did the top 20 t- countdown, and uh, I, was, I was counting them down backwards, and uh, we had a little contest. And uh, you and I talked to each other, and we said, yeah, let's do that. Let's do this contest. And we, we offered it out. As we were counting down, whoever could get the top five in order was going to come on with me and the Texas Power Hour, and they were going to co-host the show. Well, we did have a winner, and that winner was Jeff Hawkins. Jeff's from uh, Oklahoma. I reached out to Jeff, and uh, unfortunately, I I saw a tweet from him yesterday that kind of alerted me that there might be an issue and uh, followed up with him today, and it it did, in fact, uh, Jeff had, I believe it was a close friend of his that passed away. And uh, so he was having to deal with some of that, J.C. So obviously, I know you, me, uh, all of Dallas Sports Nation and uh, Rangers Nation, we just want to wish uh, Jeff, hey, bud, we're, we're thinking of you. Uh, we've got some prayers out to you, and we'll definitely get you back on here before spring training's over. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jeff Hoggins, man, I completely understand. And family first, friends first, it's never good. It's never a, never a good thing to lose somebody you really care about. So Jeff Hawkins from the Texas Power like Mr. Recliner Nerd says, well wishes to you and your family as well. Thanks, thanks for saying that, JC. Okay, so let's get into this now. Let's get in. So you, what did you think of my list? Man, you know, I, I couldn't be more of a fan than I am already because, you know, as, as you started the countdown and, you know, I was really interested to see, okay, well, let's see how far this goes. Let's see how, see how well he can put this together. And this is by far one of the best lists I've seen out there. And, you know, approaching the season and everything, you know, for an average fan who doesn't really know too much about the minor league system, this is really a good list to go look back on, especially if you want to look forward to the future. As we, as we are over here in Arlington is in the DFW. I know you're from a little, uh, a little North here in Richardson. I'm right here on the, or, on the border of Arlington, but everything's, moving at such a high pace, the stadium's getting built, should be ready by next season. And we could be looking at some of these young, young rising stars in the, in the, in the system. And we could possibly see another run for the Rangers, depending on how they develop and whatnot. 
that's and that's the main thing and that's why I am one of the ones that that knows like some people there's there's all this JD and Nolan back and forth who did what I'm a big JD believer I've seen what JD's doing and I'll talk to you you know we'll, we'll bring this up remind me we'll do this on another show this may be one of JD's best off seasons even though we're probably there's no you know, there's a slight chance we might have a playoff run here for the wild card. Very doubtful. I mean, the Astros are awesome. I mean, I don't see us catching them. But I'll tell you what, for what J.D.'s trying to attempt to do and what his job was going into this offseason and what he said, it may be his best offseason he's had except the year he signed Adrian Beltre in that offseason going into 2011. But we're not going to talk about that today. Let's start out with the top 20. I started out that first week, and we'll go from 20 – down to 16. So at number 20, I had Diospel Arias. Diospel Arias. And for those who don't know him, he was a guy we got out of Cuba. Uh, he's a young guy. Um, he, really good guy. He's playing. He's a shortstop, kind of playing third base. Uh, look, he's a really good guy. I actually uh, tweeted him, and he thanked me for getting on the list and all of that. I can tell you that he is 22 years old, but more than likely for him, uh, you know, we're probably looking at down at Hickory. So there's not much about him we're going to see this year. He's kind of really jumped on. He's not coming to Arlington. We'll just have to watch him. I'll keep you on updates on him during this year. So, All right. So number. So can I can I get this next one? I guess can we alternate like that? Absolutely. Awesome. Go to it. Awesome. Number nineteen, Brock Burke. And see, I I, li- I like this guy. You know, he was one of the pieces in the Profar trade. But as a left-handed pitcher, you know, you can never have too many left-handed pitchers in your in your farm system, even in your major league, even in your major league rotation, because even the best hitters can hit. I mean, right-handers, left-handers, anybody can hit in the major leagues. Right. But between like in the in your article, it points out high end high end double A. He went nine and six, three oh eight ERA. Somebody of that at that level, if you can keep anything under 3.5, you're going to be good for a long time. And as long as he keeps progressing, I mean, like you said, he could be a factor for 2020 season, maybe even break the starting rotation. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I brought that in there, but let me just update you a little bit on him now. He's actually starting today. There's two games today the Rangers are playing. Uh, they've got a split squad. One of them's in Oakland, one of them's in San Diego. His first day, he has he's had one appearance in spring training this week. He had he, he had one inning, he started it, struck out the side, 12 pitches, struck out three, and he's starting today for one of those. Let's see where he's at right now. I can look real quick. Uh, he is, uh, in fact, he's already gone one inning. Uh, he's gone one inning. Uh, he, he, uh, nobody got a hit on him, so he finished that first. Whether he goes out again, we'll know uh, later, but the, the Rangers are coming up to bat in the, the bottom of the first. They've jumped up on the Dodgers. They're already up three to nothing on the Dodgers uh, up there, but I tell you what, Burke has has already risen his stock this spring from number nineteen. The reason he was number nineteen on my list and not higher, I didn't know enough about him. So I had read some stuff on him. I read when it, when we got him, and boy, I tell you what, uh, he is uh, he is opening some eyes out there right now. <clears throat> so let's go to number let's go to number eighteen. Now this guy's real funny. He's uh, his name's Demarcus Evans. He's a relief pitcher, a right-handed relief pitcher. And uh, Demarcus, uh, I tweeted out to all these guys, and Demarcus was one that tweeted back a couple times and uh, on the messages and thanked me, and definitely said if he's at Frisco, we're going to sit down and, and do a little segment together and put it on the on the uh, Dallas Sports Nation. But he was really excited to be on the list. But this is a guy right here. He's done nothing but strike people out. 
uh, you know, he they drafted him. He's a big – he was supposed to be going, I believe, to Mississippi State or Ole Miss, but he ended up going to a junior college um, and signed with them so he'd be eligible after his freshman year. And the Rangers took him. And, man, you know, last year in 35 games, he pitched 56 innings and struck out uh, 103 batters in 56 innings. I mean, that that's freaking – that that's double. I mean, that's crazy. And, uh, you know, and I think he has a little bit of control problem. When you throw that ball, look, he was voted the best fastball in the system. So <laughs> this guy right here, we got to keep an eye on. Now, last year there was a guy named C.D. Pelham. So, so I think DeMarcus is going to start out probably in down east. And for those of you that don't know how the system works, so you've got, you've got the Dominican Summer League and the Arizona Rookie League. There's two rookie leagues. One's in the Dominican and one's in, in uh, Arizona. That's for your really young, like your really young Latin players that don't, they're having visa issues trying to get over here. They'll play in the Dominican Summer League for the Rangers. And then you got your Arizona Summer League, which is a lot of your new draft picks. And then your first full season of, of pro ball, you kind of go up to Spokane. It's called short season. Spokane Indians up in Spokane, Washington. You'll play there. That season always starts in June. A lot of your college players that'll get drafted this year might play in Spokane. Then it's low A, which is Hickory. Then you go high A, which is uh, down east. That's in uh, North Carolina. And then you've got, of course, Frisco uh, up here. That, that, that If anybody has not been up to Frisco to that stadium, you need to go out and check it out. And then, of course, you go out to uh, Nashville's the new place this year for AAA. But I bet uh, last year C.D. Pelham started out in high A and ended up, no one expected it, ended up at the end of the year he was in Arlington pitching for the Rangers. This guy, DeMarcus Evans, I was told by Jamie Newberg, he's the one to watch. This guy might be in Arlington by the end of the year if he keeps doing what he's doing. Man, you're already talking to Jamie Newberg. You're gonna have you're gonna have interviews with Demarcus Evans up in Frisco. <laughs> Mr. Recliner, you are one you are one surefire person. I'm glad I'm friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump to number 17, Yuri Rodriguez. I mean, out of the Dominican, he's one of the young studs in this in this um in this farm system. In Spokane, he had a 1.82 ERA. He's a right-handed pitcher. He's 21 years old. I mean, at 21 years old, I was still looking for, like, an actual career. This guy's in the farm system really tearing it up. He looks like a – I mean, I don't know how fast – I mean, his fastball is. I'm probably – you can you can uh, tell me a little bit more about uh, that. My, my under, yeah, my understanding is he's, he, he is touching he's – in the, he's in the mid to low 90s uh, right in there. Look, he really uh, – we got him very young. That's why he's, he's taking a little bit to develop. But, boy, I tell you what, he's coming on. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, you know, and like I said before, the, this minor league system is really flourishing with pitchers. And like you said, I want to backtrack to what you said a minute ago. You know, J.D., he was he turned, I mean, really his bullpen into trading pieces. He traded Keona Keller last year. He traded um, Jesse Chavez. Chavez. He's trading Jesse Chavez. And he's really, I mean, he's really trying to turn this minor league system and trying to restock everything. And Jerry Rodriguez, he wasn't a trade product, but I mean, really one this of those signature that we signed out of a, out of the Dominican or out of the uh, Latin America, we signed him as a youngster. You know, they do that, that international signing. Exactly. And that, that's with the slot money, everything like that. But, you know, with a 2.6 ERA over the past three seasons, I mean, you really can't ignore this kid, especially coming up. So, you think he could be up in Frisco anytime soon? Frisco's a possibility, actually, JC, this year. Maybe. He's probably going to start in Hickory. Um, but at 21, look, if you are dealing 
and that's what I call it as a pitcher. As a as a hitter, it's raking. If you're raking, and that means you've got a high average, you're putting the ball in play, you're you're hitting the home yeah. runs, you start moving up. In in pitching, it's dealing. And if you're dealing and you've got a low ERA, you can't really look at wins and losses because a lot of your minor league uh, there's a lot of base hits in the minor leagues that won't be made that won't be base hits in uh, the major leagues because our defense right. is better. But uh, you're looking at ERA, earned runs, and uh, so a lot of earned runs on that. And if his ERA stays where it at, if he's if he's getting a lot of innings with the pitches, of course they'll be on pitch counts. Yes, he could by the end of the year. It's a possibility. Yes, to see him in Frisco, which is where we could go up. You'll have to meet me up there one night, and we'll get up there and. Uh, and I'll show you some of the – you got to nerd out with me sometime, and I'll show you some of the nerd stuff. It's a lot of fun. Okay, it's real funny. You brought up Keone Kela. And Keone Kela, uh, in the trade for Keone Kela, the number one player in that was one we're going to go over in a little bit. He's one of our prospects coming up here in a little while. But there was a player to be named later in that trade. And that player to be named later came in at number 16 on the list, and that's Shirton Apostel. Now he is a he is another one. He's from Caraco. This kid's huge. He's only 19 years old, but he is huge. He's six foot four, 210 pounds. Jamie Newberg, if no one's a part of the athletic, you ought to read. He wrote a story about the player to be named later and how the Rangers went through this entire process. So we we traded Keona. So what happens is you is you trade him. We we got the piece we wanted in Hearn. We wanted more. But so they so when you're trying to do it by a deadline, you kind of give them a group of players and you go, you know what, let's do a player to be, be named later. Can we have one of these three? And they'll say, yeah, you know what? You can have one of those three. So then it's named player to be named later. And so then Texas has a little while to go through at least till the end of the season. Also, they can kind of go through, get, really get some scouting on them and see which one they like the best. And they came away with certain, he's a third baseman. And, uh, but I tell you, his power is starting to come on. He hit, uh, He's hit 18 home runs so far in the, in, in the minor leagues. He had 27 doubles last year, five triples. And uh, he finished at Spokane last year after the trade. He hit 351 in 12 games coming over. You got to watch this kid. Man, you know what? I think I'm going to have to make a trip. Maybe. I mean, you do, is he in Frisco right now? Where is he no, actually he, playing right now? He, well, if he finished the year at Spokane, which is that uh, that Dominican – or not the – I'm sorry, Spokane is Washington, so that's the short right. summer league, the short rookie league. And you have okay. to ask me sometime. I watched Josh Hamilton play in that league in Princeton, West Virginia, many years ago when he played, oh, wow. for, the, when he played for the Rays. But uh, anyway, so if that's the case, more than likely he's going to start in Hickory in low A. Okay. All right. You know, I mean, at third base, you, I mean, obviously everybody knows, hey, we lost uh, Adrian Beltran. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I hope he goes into the Hall of Fame with that Rangers hat. But, I mean, rumors say he won't even have a hat so everybody can touch his head. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know, but uh, Sheridan, I mean, you say he has some power. He's, you, we, we've seen in the past, you know, Joey Gallo maybe play a little bit of third base. We have as Dribble Cabrera on the major league roster as well. But, you know, you know, Azubu Cabrera is already old enough as it is. He's not going to be around in five to ten years. No. This could be this could be one kid that we see development to possibly this the starting third baseman for this Rangers team. And fingers crossed. I hope everything works out. I hope we see him maybe within the next couple of years. You know, I, and I encourage everyone. Look, we we're looking at we're looking at these players, and we want these guys to help the major league roster. But let me tell you what else they are: they're money in the bank. And the reason that is is if we're good and we're competing and we're getting to a point where we're coming to the mid, you know, the trade deadline coming up, 
What right. makes it there is what you have in the minor leagues. And if I you like got someone going. Reach, that that's what it's about. Man, I really hope we're in that position. And you know what <laughs> I really do. But you know what? Uh, a lot of people, you know, bagged on JD. You know, a few years ago, after you know, we had a we had a World Series and playoff runs a few years. You know, with, Wa- with Ron Washington and uh, ben- Jeff Bannister and everything, but yeah. and everybody, you know, bagged on JD so hard for trading away the minor league pieces. But it, it goes back to what you just said. We were competing. We wanted a championship, and if we win, if we win one of those World Series back then, JD's not on the butt end of those jokes. He's not yeah. on the He's not on the back of the trailer. Everybody has him up high saying, hey, he did it. He risked everything, and it worked. Exactly, but- and that, that's how this works. This this all works in cycles. When you're good, your minor league system suffers because you're using your minor league system to help get yourself better when you're competing. And, you know, the Astros have got a t- – they've got a big uh, – they've got a really good minor league system, but they're having to trade away prospects right now. They're You know, to make those runs, they had to go off and – and get Verlander a couple of years ago. So, I mean, that that's what this is about. Um, oh, your turn now, I guess. We're to 15, aren't we? Yes, sir. let's go to number 15, Alex Spies, a former second-round pick back from a couple of years ago. He had a UCL tear in Tommy John surgery back in 2018. Close, he's a closer. And, you know, we just traded Keona Keller. I mean, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, pitching, pitching, pitching. We have a lot of pitching in this minor league system. Right. He struck out 49 and in 28 innings. And it's like, this could be one of those years where we see a couple of young players come in, you know, this, and maybe get a, maybe get a, ugh, I can't even talk right now. I'm so excited. No, we can see maybe, <laughs> maybe we can see a couple of players come in and get a few weeks of major league experience. Yep. Get maybe, maybe get 10 to 15, 20 innings in some kind of experience that way in the future. If, if and when it's time for everybody to come up or, I mean, right. if it's time to trade them, look, they have this experience. Here's what they've done. And he, I mean, he's absolutely one of those players, Alex Pierce, because this team, like you said, J.D., he could be trading and trading and wheeling and dealing like he has in the past. And yeah, Alex sure. Pierce could, could turn into one of those pieces that we trade off. Yeah, and this year, more than likely, Spies, he, he kind of got hurt in the middle of last year. So there's a good chance a lot of this year he'll be out. Uh, rehabbing on that, or he would have probably been higher up the list. And there's a chance if he doesn't rehab well, he could drop back. But this is an arm that, look, it's just a matter of getting healthy and getting back in. This could, you know, this guy could turn from a 15 to a top five in a heartbeat, uh, or he could drop out if he doesn't rehab good, but you, you couldn't ignore him. I mean, this guy's done well when he's healthy. Um, he's injured now, but uh, he's young. So let's get him back. And then, Right, hey, you know, we were talking about the Keela trade, and we got Shirt and Apostle on the back end of that. On the front end was Taylor Hearn, and uh, that was who the headline of it of. He's the left-handed pitcher that we got from the Pirates on that, and uh, he actually has been drafted a couple times. He ended up got drafted out of high school, got drafted out of junior college, ended up going to Oklahoma Baptist, and he was uh, drafted in the fifth round actually by the Nationals, who traded him over to uh, Pittsburgh, and we got him from Pittsburgh. But he's from Royce City, right out. Oh wow. Yeah, he's from Roy City, and it's really funny. Uh, saw a story about this guy, really interesting story about uh, Taylor Hearn. His grandfather was the first African-American rodeo star. He was a, he was a roper, uh, calf roper, and his dad did it, and even Taylor is big cowboy, rides horses, does all of that, and uh, loves that. But, he, boy, you talk about excited. He's going to start out in Frisco. He'll be in Frisco this year. 
Um, I went and watched him pitch his first game last year in Frisco. He was kind of amped up, but he ended up – he didn't do great. He did okay. He struck out and did good. But, everybody, you know, when you're amped up and excited, playing in front of the home crowd again, he had a lot of people there that day. And I right. he, he ended up the rest of the year. He did really well after that. And uh, he's, uh, he's expected to start at Frisco. If he has a good spring, maybe – maybe Nashville, but I'm, I'm more than likely Frisco is where it'll be. And you can come out probably that opening weekend and watch him play. Man, that would be awesome. You and Taylor Hearn, I mean, like you say, he's a hometown kid. It would be great to see him, you know, maybe push for a starting rotation spot next year. You think and, that and, could happen? And, and grew up a Ranger fan. Uh, see? He loved the Rangers. That's even better. Man, I can't. I, you lo- you got to love feel-good stories like that. I, I do remember – writing about him a little bit a while back, you know, about being one of the, I mean, like you said, the headliner of that Keona Keller trade. Yep. Nah, but number 13, we have Jonathan Ornelas. He's a shortstop, and everybody knows that shortstop is Elvis, but everybody has to remember Ornelas was a third-round pick in 2018. They drafted him out of high school, and so he was really young whenever they took him. So he's been in the minor, so he's been in the minor leagues for, I mean, I mean, for what, last year, and now he's going to be in this year. Right. And we, don't, we won't see him – we won't see him, you know, shoot up, I mean, anytime soon, but he could be one of those shortstops, you know, developing pretty slowly. When it's time when it's time to look down into your yeah. system, we could be seeing him. We could be seeing him the next number 12, Chris sees that shortstop, maybe get some kind of at-bats, exactly. anything. So, yeah, right now. Is, uh, yeah, look for uh, Ornelas is somebody probably 2021 20, or 22 if he's really raking – down there then 21 would be about the earliest we'd seen uh right you know but but uh hey he t- he tore it up last year so he'll probably start out at hickory um that imagine he might they might hold him back and put him in in, in spokane uh just because of his age but if he he would be young for hickory so it might be spokane but uh that in fact that's probably more likely where he'll go but he, you know he'll end up at hickory for sure by the end of the year and you know, look, if you're tearing it up, you can go only go higher. So, okay. okay. It, it brings me to Cease, who you're talking about. Now, Cease got injured. Now, this guy right here was a first-round pick, and uh, and, and, and he's an amazing – this is the one guy they're saying that could move Elvis to third base. Uh, but the problem that, that – uh, uh, the problem that he had was that he, he tore his rotator cuff, and he, had, and he spent all the last year on the DL. He's already back. They tell me – I asked Jamie. Jamie told me that he should start the season um, healthy and ready to go. I would imagine that uh, he's either going to be in Spokane or Hickory uh, because of his age. I believe he's 19. He might be 20. Uh, but he's uh, he's probably going to – with with taking a whole year off, they'll, they'll keep him for a little bit of extended spring, jump him to either Spokane or Hickory. He'll at least be at Hickory some point this year. Uh, but this kid right here – did fantastic. He hit 337 with three home runs uh, that in 27 games when he started out. But uh, so watch him. He's another shortstop. But that's one they're saying. Hey, this guy right here could move shortstop, move him to third, kind of the way Elvis moved Michael Young to third. Yeah, and you know, back whenever that first happened, I was real resistant to that. You know, nobody. I mean, I was I was a little bit younger. That was a few years ago, and I seen. I was like, who is this kid moving my boy Michael Young to third base? And, I mean, we saw Elvis. He could possibly be, I mean, maybe in some people's eyes, maybe the next Elvis Andrews. But really depends, like you said, I mean, coming off that injury, really yep. how he really how he bounces back. Because injuries can affect players so many different ways. Absolutely. He's got to produce. Let's be honest. He's got to produce. 
Got to produce. So, number 11, Jonathan Hernandez, another Dominican another Dominican player, another Dominican pitcher. The Rangers are, I mean, known for going after Dominicans, as we have already seen. Yeah. This was back at 13 whenever he was signed. He's going to start out in the Frisco rotation more than likely. He could push, like you said in your article, for his major league debut this year. So, in his There's entire about four body, or five of them that can. Exactly. See? I mean that, and that's what we love to see these young pitchers, young studs that we want to see up here. Yep. You said in you said in this article, five years in the minors, he started ninety seven games, is thirty two and thirty with a three and a half ERA. So, can't do you it. think can't argue it? So, do you if he makes his push for the majors, could he could we see him in a starting role or in a reliever role? He's always been a starter, uh, so you know I, I'm guessing they're going to try. A lot of times. Unless you're like some of these kids, like Demarcus, we talked about earlier, who's just been right. basically a reliever since it started. Someone like uh, Hernandez, they've stretched him out. He's pitched a lot of pitches. They're going to try to keep him as a starter. Um, I think if he goes into a relief role, the way they've trained him, that's somebody that you use more in a long relief. That you come in and in a in a situation if he if he's not good enough to be a starter, he could be one of the. Have you heard of these openers they're talking about doing where they? Yeah. Yeah, that you come in and pitch a, an inning or two, and then a, a starter comes in to finish it off. Or he could be long relief for somebody you know that if we're getting hammered, he comes in, and if he can eat three or four innings and get us to the back end and keep us in it, we got a chance to fight our way back. So that's kind of what that is. Yeah, you know, the, one of the, that strategy really uh, – it was really interesting to watch. You know, and Tampa Bay was uh, really one of the teams to really to really commit to it long term because they, they – uh, Thing use Ryan Yarbo Yarboro, and uh, they 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 will bring in the relief pitcher. You know, like you said, first inning, first two innings, then they will bring in a long relief pitcher. You know, or maybe even starting pitcher left. You know, after the second yep. inning, and uh, you I mean, let's be honest, the Rangers weren't terribly good, but I mean, you never know. It could be it could be successful successful for teams to really commit and really to find the right pieces in order to do it. Absolutely, and and. So, I, I mean, I don't – so, Hernandez – look, Hernandez on those pitchers that have a chance to really produce this year, he's probably on the back end of those. You really got Palumbo, Hearn, no. Burke, those guys we were talking about that really have a good chance to do it. I've got him at number 11 because the year before last he, he did really well. But he's a guy that could slip, not, not because he's bad, but there's a lot of people that could pass him. Uh, and and that would cause him to slip. Doesn't mean he's a bad prospect. There are guys that didn't make this list that doesn't mean they're not going to be good major leaguers. It's just my – this is my list going off of others. So, uh, but, uh, you know, yes, he he could be a starter. He he should be a starter. If he's at his best, he'll be a starter, mid-rotation guy. If he's not, he could be one of those those openers or uh, long reliever. So, yeah, if he goes to the bullpen. I don't see him as like a setup or a closer. I think they would have him more in a long relief role. But, uh, all right, hey, we're to the top ten. Top ten. And here we go. And the, and starting out in the top ten is Leody Tavares. For those that don't know, this was the number one prospect in the Rangers organization the last two years. And, you know, he gets sort of a bad rap. He's fallen down a lot. But I tell you what, he's already he's already uh, batted four times in the major league uh uh, spring training and he's he's hitting 250 already so he's he's uh he's just young everywhere he goes he's young he's still only he's only going to be 20 entering this season 
And so he was playing in down east last year, started the season at 18 and was 19 by the end of it or 20 by the end of it. So, um, you know, he's 19 and then 20. So he's still young. That's part of his problem. There's no doubt his defensive ability. And he's a switch hitter. <clears throat> so he's – look, he should be – he's a guy that – real. this is a big year for him. He really, really, really – this will be his third year at Down East, and he really needs to step up this year. Uh, we know the talent's there. We know that he's potentially – you know, he's always been – he was as high two years ago as number 36 in the top 100 of all of baseball, and this year he fell out. Uh, so – but it doesn't mean he can't get back. I, you know, a lot of times it happens. It's just got to click. All of a sudden it'll click, and then there he goes. <clears throat> All right, man. See, I lo- I, see, and the fact that he plays outfield really uh, sparks my interest. Obviously, we have no more. But, you know, with the injury to the line of the Shields, and then we have Carlos Tochi out there in the in the outfield, it, may, it can't help make you want to – can't help make, make you think. Um, what happens if, you know, Carlos Tochi gets hurt? I mean, Hunter Pence isn't an outfit. He's a DH. We also got Ben Revere, you know, recently signed Ben Revere. Yeah. And he's, he's always been a decent, you know, a decent defensive player, but it's really on the offensive side that we've seen the outfit right. struggle in, in the center, especially center field, you know. Uh, we don't see much power. We don't we don't see much, you know, of that anymore. Right. But but this is obviously another another example of that. Leo Tavares really struggled, like you said, struggle on offense. His defensive skills are really good. But his, like you said in the article, offense has struggled. He's only hitting 250, but only 20 years old. Only yeah. 20 years old at that. He's been so. young. He's, he's always yeah. played older players. So, you know, it, it could just be a little maturing. Look, he's, he's a he's a decent-sized kid, and the potential's right. there. And the Rangers aren't just going to give up on him. I mean, look, this guy's got – they've seen the talent. It is there. It's a matter of it falling in place. I mean, the, the, can can be more true. And another player with huge talent, Cole Reagan's number nine. Former first round pick who really, I mean, who really went on Tommy John surgery. Everybody knows that name. Tommy John, Tommy John, Tommy John. And for <laughs> pitchers, you know, for pitchers, it's not it's not the kiss of death like it once was. Yep. It really isn't. I mean, the technology's changed. The the way to rehab has changed. And this Cole Reagan's, he's super young. He's super young, not even 22, 23 years yet. 23 years old yet. And the fact that he's a left-handed pitcher, like I said, I love left-handed pitchers. I don't know. I, I might have a man crush on all left-handed pitchers out there. But, well, but, our, uh, stadium, our stadium's built for that. I hope the new one stays that way. But we got that short right-field porch, so we need left-handers to bring right-handed batters up more. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Cole Reagan's going to be rehabbing most of this year of the, of the Tommy John. Hopefully, he can bounce back because he definitely has a talent. Yeah, he might he might get back before June because um, he he spent all of last year basically out. But you know they ch- it's about a 14, 15 month rehab. So I know he's already throwing off the ground, um, which is good. That's what uh, Jamie Newbar told me, and uh, uh, so he's he's already throwing off the ground. It's just a matter of getting on the mound again and start throwing. <clears throat> awesome. All right, this next guy, number eight, Cole Wynn. Now. This is the one guy, if anyone read the previews on it, that I said he's he's coming in here off of absolute and total reputation. Uh, he has no history to go off of in pro ball. He is the first one. He was our number one pick last year. I think we took him number 12 uh, overall. He was an interesting story. He, he was playing in Colorado. He was the Colorado Gatorade Player of the Year his junior year of high school. <clears throat> his dad traveled a lot and would go into California 
and went into the uh, area of California. Where there's a lot of baseball down there, and I forget that area right down in the. It's um, oh, anyway, Long Beach area, Long Beach, a lot of a okay. lot of good high school baseball in Long Beach, and so that's where uh, his dad was traveling a lot and said, "Hey, if you want to, if you want to play the best, I'll get an apartment over here and you come play your senior year in California." And he said, "Yes, I do." He won the same Dad Gum Award the Gatorade <laughs> California player of the year. And so uh, in, in his senior year now, but the, this is the first kid that the Rangers started this deload program. And he, there were three high school pitchers taken that year. Owen White, the kid out of uh, Forney and, and uh, Cole Wynn, they came out of high school last year and they did not pitch again. They went to the deload, which is they would, they stayed in Arizona all summer, didn't pitch against hitters, they just worked on their strength and conditioning and learning how to strengthen their bodies and eat better to be. And so that's the first year we've done that this year. He's going to probably start out at Spokane. There's a, there, I heard Jamie Newberg say there's a chance that he might make a spot start in Hickory early because Spokane doesn't start their season till the middle of June because they usually pick up all the draft picks. A lot of the draft picks end up playing in Spokane. Um, right. the, the younger, younger, the, the babies, I call them, the uh, high school kids stay in there, usually stay wherever the spring training facility is. But the the the, uh, the college players end up going to, like, Spokane in your short season. There's an Appalachian League that I used to go watch up there uh, that, that's really good. And uh, this is the Northwest League uh, up in up in Spokane, and they play a team out of Canada, and they kind of go around the, the, north, the Northwest up there is where they play. But uh, <clears throat> so – he is he is another potential uh, potential ace because he came in and pitched a little exhibition right at the end of the summer around August September one game and and did pretty well for two innings and that's all he pitched last year so we'll see how that goes this year. Man, ton of potential. I mean, how many kids? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe off the top of my head, that has to be the first high school kid to win the same award in two different states back to back years. That's insane, especially that, as a high school player. It is crazy. I mean, look, that's impressive. That really is. Um, next up on the list, Tyler Phillips, Texas Rangers minor league pitcher of the year. Yep. I mean, twelve and five, two six four ERA between Hickory and Down East. The kid is a machine. Your former 16th round pick back in 2015. You, I mean, you hear about all these high high picks. You know, we're talking about first, second, third, fourth, fifth round picks over here. Now we have a 16th round pick in the minor leagues as a minor league pitcher of the year. It says here you're going to start him down and down east. I mean, if 28, if if he continues his success, he could end up in Frisco. 21 years old. I mean, just another talented arm in the minor league system. You yep. couldn't be more excited for this kid. I met him. Yeah, he's a big kid. I met him. Uh, well, I went last year. You got a uh, the Mrs. Recliner Nerd and I. Uh, <laughs> we like to we we like to do a little traveling and and we'll we'll just drive around and go go to see like her family's up in Illinois and all of that. And we took a longer trip and went up into West Virginia last year. And Hickory was playing in West Virginia, so we went to a game and watched Hickory. And and those are those are fun. You get in those. If you ever travel to a little town where they have a ball, it's great. You buy an $8 ticket and prop your feet up on the dugout and just sit there and talk to them, drink a beer, 
and and man, these guys when they see you in Texas Ranger garb, especially on the road when they're tra- they were at an away game, and here comes the guy wearing his Ranger stuff. They all came. Bubba Thompson was there uh, and came over and talked to me. Demarcus Evans, a uh, few guys that didn't make the top twenty that I've talked about, but Tyler was there too and came over and said hello and just talked to us because they, we were the friendly faces in the crowd. And uh, yeah. it's really funny because uh, they have a guy at West Virginia, they have a guy called the toaster man and he sits behind home plate with a toaster and he knows every stat about every opposing player. <clears throat> and it was really funny to watch. Well, I started giving him a little hell because every time we struck out one of their players, I started talking about yelling the thing back at him. He didn't like that too much. But the, <laughs> the crawdads did. That's why they came over and talked to me because I, I wasn't afraid to dish it out a little bit. <laughs> that is awesome. See, I, I, we need to do more of this. This is awesome. So, I'm, so West Virginia, go watch Hickory and wear my Rangers gear. That's what you're telling me to do. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Right. Like, I tell you what, I tell you what, um, the uh, Frisco will play like, you know, like up in uh, – I think they'll play over in Louisiana. They'll play. They play down in Midland uh, over there. If you ever have right. a little weekend and you're and you find out they're going to be playing over in like Midland, yeah, shoot over there. And you can buy you a ticket for about ten, twenty bucks and sit down there by the dugout where you range your gear. I guarantee you, those guys are going to know who you are. And I guarantee you, with uh, with Dallas Sports Nation, we'll get some media credentials. I've already been told by the Frisco guy he'll hook us up on any away games. Wow. See, let me find out Mr. Reclining Nerds in the making for a big time. <laughs> All okay, right. We're to number six. And then, number uh, six. This is this was questionable. I put him at number six. Kyle Cody. He's a he's from the University of Kentucky. He was a six-round pick. He has been uh rehabbing from uh Tommy John surgery. He was unbelievable when we first drafted him. Uh, he's back throwing again. Hopefully be back by the end of July this year. Look, he's probably the one that has a good chance to slide only because of injury. <clears throat> but he was on the track before that to be in the main. He would have been this year. He would have been knocking on the doors of uh, Arlington this year, if not for the injury. Um, and so he's hopefully he'll get back. But he looked like he was nine and at down east between Hickory and, and down east in 2007. He was nine and six with a 2.64 ERA. So sub three ERA means not a lot of people are putting runs up on it. So, um, you know, that's that look, injuries suck. Uh, it happens. He's he's re- rehabbing now. Hopefully get himself back here. But that's a name to watch. If he slips, it definitely won't be out of production. It'll be out of people passing because he's just not going to be on the field much this year. <clears throat> All right. So, man, injuries, injuries, injuries. I hate injuries. And this next guy we're going to talk about, it also had a UCL tear. But Joe Palumbo, I mean, you talked, you, you dropped this name earlier in the show. Joe Palumbo, ultimate feel-good story. I love that line because he was a 30th draft round, 30th round draft pick. I, I know I talked about uh, what's his name, Tyler Phillips, the 16th yep. round pick. Yep. This guy was a 30th, almost double his number. I yep. mean, 30th round pick, working his way up the minor league ladder. I mean, he wasn't a full time starter in the beginning, but he struck out 122 in 96 innings, saving eight games for the Crawdads out in Hickory. Like you just did, you see Joe Palumbo out there by any chance? No, uh, Joe, Palumbo was hurt a lot of last year, and when he came back. He was already past Hickory by the time Kathy and I went out there. Um, he he spent a lot of time in Arizona last year and came back into uh, 
down east. <clears throat> and then and ended up in Frisco. Okay. But Joe Palumbo, a lot of potential. A lot of potential. He can't, I mean, he's obviously coming off that injury, everything like that. But 11 start between rookie and A ball. I mean, could he, could he start in Frisco if he's healthy by this year? Yeah, that's where he'll start. And let me tell you what, he's my dark horse, very dark horse to win an opening day job in Arlington this year. Um, he is a guy that if, if there's, if, if one of those three coming from the Tommy John surgery, don't are still suffering. This is a minor leaguer who possibly, if he has a good spring, could push his way to that fifth starter job out of out of spring training this year. But more than likely, he'll start in Frisco or if not Nashville. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> now, You're number up next. four. This is Julio Pablo Martinez, and for everybody that's heard of Shohei Otani. Well, you know, if the reason we didn't we didn't sign Shohei Otani, and that's the reason we have Julio Pablo Martinez, JP Martinez, and he is he's out of Cuba. He was the number one international player besides Shohei. We signed him. Uh, he came over last year. He's he's already 22 years old. He could definitely see Arlington by the end of the year. He's probably going to start out at Down East. But look at his age; they're not going to hold him back. <clears throat> if he, at his age, he, if he's if he's raking and going, he'll 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 get a quick call up to Frisco, and if he's and from Frisco, look, he's a center fielder. Uh, him, Tavares, uh, and him and Bubba are all center fielders, but that's a prominent outfield. Uh, that outfield in down east is going to be studly because it should start out with JP Martinez, Tavares, and probably Bubba Thompson this year. Man, you know, this was one of the guys that I really – I mean, his name just kind of popped out just because Julio and Pablo. I love those names. <laughs> but, yes. no, uh, he. I mean, he was basically basically playing professional ball, and he was – he's only, he's already 22 years old. Like you said, at his age, can't hold him back. Yep. Let him rip. If his offensive production is there, I think you definitely have to take a look at him, especially up in the majors. Because with the line of the shield, right now he's dealing with a knee injury. Yep. and. You know, Carlos Tochi, at times he can disappear at the plate. And, you know, this Julio Pablo Martinez, if he can keep it up, if he can keep this offensive production, I would love to see him up in the majors. Absolutely. But number three, Anderson Tejada. Tejada, I don't know. But yeah, Tejada, biggest, this is the biggest climber in the organization. It really is. Shortstop prospect, really impressive at only 20 years, 20 years, 20 years old. He 41 home runs already in his minor league career, showing the power out the gate. Signed at signed in 2014, he was only 16. I mean, th this is similar to Adrian Beltre. He was only 16 whenever he signed. Yep. I mean, so yep. he hit 312 in that summer with four home runs, and he he's been he's been fluctuating between the DSL Rangers and the Arizona League Rangers, everything like that. Do you think he could make the majors this year? I mean, even as a spot starter. I know. Uh, I, I, it, it would take a. It would take either if if he does. There's a lot of bad things going on in the big leagues. Um, honestly, so he's probably gonna look. There is a chance because I tell you, he's probably probably going to be. Uh, you know, I put in here that I thought he might start out at Down East again just because of because he's of his age. Uh, right. Uh, but I asked Jalen Newberg the other day. I said, you think Tejada starts out at, at Frisco? And he said, probably the opening day started at Frisco at shortstop. So he's already going to be here. Um, when you're in Frisco, yes, you're one phone call away. 
Uh, One phone he, call away. If, you, if, if he's raking, look, when, in an in a emergency situation, I don't know if he's on the 40-man roster. That would be the problem. He's young, so he may not be on the 40-man roster, which means if he were to get called up, somebody would have to either be designated for assignment or put on a 60-day DL. They would have to make a spot for him. Or they could trade Elvis Andrews, which I'm predicting right now. I think they trade, <laughs> trade Elvis Andrews. Honestly, I think it's JD's move. No, but uh, I really do think that he could be one of the best prospects that we see in a long time. Yeah, he's good. So, he's number good. two, number two, okay, I'll, I'll let you have number one. I'll let you have number one. Okay. And uh, I'll take number two real fast. Bubba Thompson talked about him a minute ago. Another outfielder, a very good outfielder, super athletic. Um, it's really his plate discipline has really been an issue. I mean, whether could he could adjust or not. And he's drafted out of high school, played 30 games in the rookie league, 257, three home runs. You can't ask for much more than that straight out of high school. Yep. I mean, last year he hit 289, obviously progressing. The Rangers and the Padres played a future stars game at Petco in San Diego, and he played there. I mean, Bubba Thompson was one of the representatives there. And uh, yeah, yeah, the guy is. Hit a bomb. He yeah. hit a bomb. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you've think, seen the highlight. I think highlight. they measured it 430-something feet or something, but it, that's was, major a, it was a no-doubter. And that's major league power right there. That is. Boy, he took it. Uh, yeah, and Bubba, really sweet kid. I talked to him, and uh, he came over and talked to me, and, and just a sweet kid, very low-key and very thankful and appreciative. When You know, he was the, he was the highest prospect that I saw. So uh, – at the when I was in uh, West Virginia, and so he he was very appreciative to come over and, and say hi, and he shook hands and sat there and talked, and uh, just a really nice, quiet kid. And that brings us to number one, the number one player in the Rangers organization, number one player according to MLB.com, according to uh, Baseball America, and according to Dallas Sports Nation is Hans Kraus. And this guy right here is the first legitimate, the first legitimate number one true ace starter prospect that the Rangers have had in a long time. And I'll tell you right now, he is wheeling and dealing. And, the, the, you know, there's only been one time. Look, we've had a lot of number one aces on this team. Nolan Ryan was an ace. But we didn't, we didn't uh, uh, develop him. He came to us as a free agent. We traded for Cliff Lee and Cole Hamels. Those are true number one aces. We didn't develop them. So, you know, what we're, what we're talking about is a true ace that develops in your system. The last time the Rangers had someone that was drafted and became a true number one ace, well, that was, that was Kevin Brown years ago. And he was a true ace that went and signed the multi, multi-million dollar free agent contract when he left and had a wonderful career. And he was, but he was a college kid when we drafted him. Uh, out of Georgia Tech, but this kid right here, he was a second-round pick. He is striking out everyone. His his fastball sits right at 95 to 97 miles an hour, and he can touch triple, digit, di- triple digits. He throws a slider, a really good – got a little bit of bite on it, good slider. Change-up is still a working process. So that's a third pitch, and if he can develop a change-up, when you're throwing 100 miles an hour – and then you throw a changeup that comes in at about 91, 92, and you're trying to gear up for 100, he can make some people look silly. <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, congratulations, Cole, uh, on, on in hands. I mean, want to congratulate him on being the number one 
overall prospect. He's going to probably start out in Hickory this year. Um, if he keeps dealing, he'll probably end up at Down East. Is there a chance he could, by the end of the year, get down here to Frisco? There is always a, a chance, J.C., but the problem I see with that is that they're probably going to have him on a tight inning count and a pitch count, and if he gets those in, there, there'll be a point where they might shut him down uh, for the season and not they don't want to wear on that arm. I'm completely understandable, especially with the guy this good as as much as many good things as you're saying. I would shut him down too, just just to be careful. You can never take too much care of your pitchers, especially you see him as a true, I mean, true number one ace. So, well, that's it, guys. That's the top twenty countdown. I appreciate everybody that's read it. We've got a lot of people that have read it, I'm, and JC, uh, I appreciate. I mean, I, I appreciate what you and Rudy said. Uh, about it and you guys have it's been fun to listen to y'all talk about it and come on here and talk but let's hey let's go on beyond that we're in spring training we've had a full week of games now in spring training so it's time to break into it now and talk about some winners and losers and what's going on over in surprise arizona awesome so um uh, i can i can i jump out real quick i'm sure. gonna jump go right for in go for uh, man you said winners and losers I'm going to just kind of throw this out there. Lose, I talked about about him earlier, Delano the Shields. I mean, really, uh, you really want to see him take that next step in this organization. You really want to see him develop into the center fielder that we truly need an everyday center fielder. But th- this leg injury, they say it's not too serious, but you can't help but to think. I mean, as many bases as he steals. You know, last year he led the team in stolen bases, but – this year, he's already off to a bad start. I mean, really, I think he's missed six games, almost seven, I believe. And you have Carlos Tochi. And if Carlos Tochi is a starting center fielder, I don't know how much confidence you have, you know, in that, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> in your center Tochi's, Tochi's had a – you know, look, we're very we're very early in the spring. Most, the most that anyone has even had the bats, 16 at-bats, uh, by anybody so far because they're really spreading it out. And, yeah, Tochi's batting 364 right now in spring training. He hit the first home run of anybody in spring training, but that's not going to continue. I mean, that's just, you know, everybody I, – I guess everyone can barrel one up put it over. Um, the Shields – you know, I, I think the Shields uh, – the injury I, – I still have hopes for him. Uh, you know, he's only he's, – he, his spring is going to get hampered by this. It is going to put him behind, which is going to open a door for Tochi for sure to make the team. Or, or this could open that door – for Gallo to move over and Willie Calhoun. Um, but I tell you, the best spring right now that anyone's having who's had more than 10 at-bats is Ronald Guzman. Uh, he's hitting 455. He's already hit three home runs. Uh, and let me check now. Now, they're playing right now. Let's see if he hasn't done anything yet now. He's hit a home run already today. And you well, know- I, I don't know if he did today or not, but I'm going to check. Yeah. Well, maybe I hope he has. I really do because you know uh, Ronald Guzman last year. I think he had 15 home runs, and you know as as a big, tall left-handed player. I mean, you really want to see somebody like that. At he's six four, two twenty five. The dude's yeah. a tank. The dude is a tank. He has all the measurables to be a power hitter up in the up in the major leagues, especially for this team. Super young. He's only twenty four years old. Yep. He's only 24 years old. Yep. So at this at this time, you really want to see him take the next step. I think he could be a 20 to 25 home run player in this league. First baseman, left-handed. I mean, he could play outfield at times. He's really athletic, like like you said just a minute ago. But Ronald Guzman, I think he could break out. That kind of maybe be maybe my my hot take, maybe not so much of a hot take, maybe a warm take. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, Ronald Guzman is probably one of my favorite players. Yeah, I really, I really like Guzman, and I really on the pitching side, you know, Brock Burke is the one that's really, done, you know, Mike Miner, Mike Miner's done fantastic. He's already pitched. Uh, you know, he he started out his very first spring training start, and the second pitch he threw was hit about four hundred and forty feet, and from then on, he's been he's been unhittable. Uh, he's gone about four or five innings and hadn't even given up a hit. So he just. Uh, you know, I don't mind. If you're going to come up and give up a leadoff home run, that's fine. Just don't let them score more the rest of the game. And that's how teams win. And, uh, but, uh, so Guzzi has not gotten on today. Let's see here. We got Cal- Calhoun's got a hit. You know what? Matt Davison, you know, my breakout player, we talked about we we're going to get into that breakout player uh, here in a second. And uh, uh, Guzzi just got a hit, by the way. Uh, they're awesome. playing against the Dodgers. So, <clears throat> but my breakout player was going to be uh, Patrick Wisdom. And uh, and he's in competition with Matt Davison, the guy out of Chicago that uh, was also a, a minor league pit. I mean, he, he pitches a little bit too. But Matt Davison's already hit three home runs. He's hitting 429. That guy's making a case for Wisdom starting out at AAA. Matt Davison, you also called him the poor man Shohei Otana. Yeah. Time, I can never get his name right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I called him that because he pitched three innings of relief last year. He wasn't a starting pitcher, but he came in and pitched three scoreless innings out of relief. Well, when he signed with the Rangers, the Rangers said, you know what? Keep working that. That could be another tool. Look, everybody has that player. If you're ever getting killed by someone 25 to nothing, you don't want to use your whole bullpen. If you've got any position player that can go in and eat an inning or two just to to bail you out, uh, right. this that's what this guy he's legit. If he's had three scoreless innings to do that, so uh, I'd like to see if he does get any innings this spring. They told him they would uh, do that, but uh, you know it's hard to do winners and losers right now because there's been one week um, injuries. That's all obviously like you said for the Shields that makes a loser right now. Um, but, uh, you know, pitching-wise, all three of the guys coming back from Tommy John that are going to be in the rotation, you know, Drew Smiley had one inning and pitched amazing. Uh, but uh, the other two got hit a little bit, but they were touching 95, 97. Both came off the field after giving up runs going, I feel great. Because they're all tentative. They don't know how they're going to feel. They want to go throw, let it go, and then when they come off, see how they feel. They could care less if they gave up home runs. They were hitting 96, 97. They came off the field and said, I feel great. I don't feel discomfort. Now they start working on pitching. Awesome. I mean, that, that's what you want to see. You want to see a healthy spring training. Like you said, you, you want to be able to throw throw hard comfortably. Comfortably. Because, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people follow, you know, I don't know if we have any Dodgers or more than more Clayton Kershaw fans right. listening to us right now. We just saw him get shut down after he just – I mean, the first day he was playing catch. I mean, just 20, 30 feet away, just playing catch. He said yep. his arm didn't feel good, and they shut him down that same day. Absolutely. And now, I mean, honestly, I mean, so right now, Mike Miner's technically a better pitcher than Clayton Kershaw. He's actually throwing the ball. So. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so I want to I want to kind of throw this out there. You know, yep. we were talking about JD a little bit earlier about wheeling and dealing. So, honestly, I mean, which. If, if we're in a situation where, obviously, hey, we won't be competing, do you, which pitcher do you see being moved first? Do you see Mike Miner getting moved around? Do you see anybody else on this? Maybe Drew yeah. Smiley, Lance Lynn. Do you see them getting moved around for some more prospects? 
Yep. In fact, all five of them, all five of our starting rotation are easily tradable because look, if they're, if, if Mike Miner is lights out uh, and he is like, we think he could be, he becomes a huge trade commodity coming into the, to the, uh, uh, coming into the trade deadline. Now, if he's lights out and we can extend him, um, that might be something you do too. You got, we've got Lance Lynn through next year. If he's throwing good, obviously we can, uh, we can do something there with Lance Lynn, but all three of the, the, the guys that they're on one year deals coming back from, from we've got five guys right there and we got Jesse Chavez again, you know, who we traded last year. He, exactly. he signed back with us again. Uh, <laughs> Let's trade him again. <laughs> what we learned from JD was everybody's available. I mean, and we're talking all the way down the lineup. JD will say, you know, People go, oh, well, you'd never trade, uh, you know, Joey Gallo or Mazzara, or you're never going to trade, you know, Elvis. Or, uh, hey, let me tell you what, JD made it clear last year. You know what? If the right deal's there, everyone's available. Everybody's available. He almost almost traded Adrian Beltre. If he would have found somebody who really wanted him, he was about to trade Beltre. I mean, and really, the trade was for Beltre, but it, it was up to, it was totally up to Beltre. So the way that would happen is, and I read, I saw an interesting thing about it. He would get calls about Beltre, and then he would go to Adrian and go, "Hey, this team's calling," and he really didn't care. We weren't looking to get anything back, and but but Adrian pulled the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I think there might have been one or two teams where Adrian actually said, "You know, so what's the deal? Uh, what what is it? That might be something." And so they told him what they're offering, and he said. No, nah, that's not good enough. And he and he, someone asked him about it after the trade deadline. He goes, you know, I saw, I saw a couple of deals, but they weren't willing to give up anything for me. He goes, this organization's been wonderful to me for the last eight years. I don't want them to just give me away. They should get something in return. And, man, that's classy right there. Uh, because JD would have taken a bucket of balls and fill up my Coke machine, uh, to, <laughs> you know, just to, just to do him right. You know what I mean? And say, hey, yeah. go, make, go make a run. If you really, because he had never had it, he would have done it. And Adrian was like, no, that ain't fair to you guys. So we're not going to do that. So that was really, really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, that uh, Adrian Bushley, by far one of my favorite players ever. So, okay. All right. So I got a, tra- I got a trade proposition. Okay? okay. So say, so say we, we pair up Mike Miner, Drew Smiley. I'm going to throw in Brock Burt. For let's say Manny Machado, let's go trade for Manny Machado, right? <laughs> no, no, but uh, we we recently just seen them get traded. Would I mean signed? Would you have wanted either one of them, Machado or Bryce Harper? Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I wrote a little story about this, and uh, on Twitter, the reason that I talked about, I told you I wanted to kind of bring this up was uh, on Twitter. Every everybody was wanting to know why the Rangers weren't in on uh, any of these guys. And the, and the answer was simple. Nobody knows if the Rangers were in on them or not. I, I am sure John Daniels was kicking tires, putting out feelers. And, uh, but the, the deal was this. If I, was gonna, if I had to choose either one to take, I would have gone after Harper is the one I would have gone after. Um, uh, that was the one that I would have gone after. I knew we weren't going to just because we weren't going to – we're opening the checkbook next year. Next year we will be big players in the free agent market. Uh, but this year, no, we weren't going to do it. And so that's, that wasn't going to happen. Um, but uh, Machado, everybody's like, we need a third baseman. You know, Beltre's gone, Machado. Let me be clear. 
Machado really kind of wanted to play shortstop, first of all. Second of all, we've got a couple of potential players that could end up being good third baseman. Uh, you know, Patrick Wisdom was one of them I was talking about. We're never going to get another Adrian Beltre. But why waste $300 million on Manny Machado when we might have somebody that can do that and our money could be spent? We need more than anything uh, uh, a, a $300 million player, as we learned with the $200 million Alex Rodriguez, that doesn't win uh, championships. Defense and, and, and pitching win championships. So we need pitching is what we need. Yeah, I mean, completely agree with you. I mean, we were literally just talking about our pitchers. I mean, our number one pitcher right now at this point is Mike Miner. Yeah. And so, and so yeah. I mean, you're looking at pitchers maybe next year, Steven Strasburg, maybe Jake Arrieta possibly. And, then, I mean, really after that is we really have to yeah, kind of a, pick the pieces. I tell, I tell you who they're going to go after. I tell you who, who, if he makes it to free agency, would be Garrett Cole uh, I, out, out of Houston. You read my mind. I mean, <laughs> you read my mind. Garrett Cole, he was Houston Astros. Really, I mean, really stole him from everybody. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, at thirteen and a half million, really. I mean, yeah. that, that guy's a twenty-five to thirty million dollar pitcher winning and World Series out there. Yep. So, so. If, he, if he keeps playing like he's doing, he he'll hit free agency. If the if the Astros, he's one. You know, a lot of players are getting extended right now i don't think the astros will extend they've always been kind of cheap and everybody thinks the rangers are cheap the rangers aren't cheap i mean look at the we've given out the contracts it's just that right now we're not enamored or in love with anyone cole garrett cole's someone to open the new stadium with that they'll go after if we don't get him it won't be because we you know no one even realizes we really weren't going after adrian beltray we were going after cliff lee and we went and gave cliff lee the biggest offer on the table he just wanted to go back to philadelphia and, and he took a little less – he took a little more per year but a little less years to go to Philadelphia. And then all of a sudden, J.D. said, well, let's go after uh, – you know, we just went to the World Series. Let's go after Adrian Beltre. And everybody thought they're not going to go after Adrian Beltre. The Angels were the ones that were supposed to get Beltre. And, man, we went out and stole him away from the Angels. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, and another picture, you know, that uh, we actually try to get, I want to say uh, last year with Jake Odorizzi, he only signed a two, two-year deal with Minnesota. And, uh, yeah. I, mean, really, I mean, really, you know, an average to above average pitcher, Trevor Cahill as well, you know, with the Angels, he's going to be free agent next year. So, I mean, yeah. you saying you saying the Rangers are going to be big spenders, that's that's really the main position that they really need to be looking at is pitching. And they know it. We know it. And, but. and, and if none of these guys do what they're supposed to at, at- – third base we could always you know of course uh arenado just re-upped with the colorado i think a lot of people tied the rangers to him uh but he just re-upped but there'll be some more third basemen to go after um or to or or another decent good young player maybe one of these young kids really pushes their way up and and elvis says you know what i'll play third i'll slide over to third let's bring up one of these young shortstops that's really good uh you know like a so, someone like a, uh, I guess Eli White's another one that, that they're they're saying might do something, but he's the, he was part of that Profar trade. He might make the, uh, he might be a utility guy going in this year. But so you just got to see. JD knows what he wants. He's going to go after him when it's time. Um, we'll spend money next year. Um, I, I tell you what, who who do you see this year for the Rangers? You want to see them break out? Who do you want to see break out? You know, I kind of you know kind of touched on it earlier. I really want. Uh... Ronald Guzman to break out, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, really do. I mean, 
he has the power. He has all everything, and they, they, he has the coolest nickname. He's the Condor. They call him the Condor. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Who is the Condor? This guy. This, this, I want that guy to break out. But uh, you know, um, I kind of mentioned something on Twitter a while back. But um, I, I really want to see Noma Mazar hit thirty home runs. Yep. he has it in him. He has it. He could be a thirty home run, eighty RBI to hundred RBI guy. Yep. and and that's what you want to see out of him because he's already been in the league for a few years and he's averaging over 20 home runs a game. I mean, a year. I wish it was a game. No, but, uh, but over 20 home runs this season, you see him, you see the potential there. You want him to take that one more step, that extra step and really to to really push it over the top. Yeah. He's only 23 years old too. So, uh, you know, him and Gallo is actually a year older than him. So yeah, he's the breakout player. I think everyone thinks they're breakout player. They want Gallo to, to shore up and hit a higher average and all of that. And that's all fine and dandy. Um, I think, you know, Mazar is a good breakout. I think for me that my, my hope was that Patrick wisdom, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling confident about what I said. I still want to see it, but <laughs> I wanted to see wisdom come in and make as Cabrera, just a utility infield backup and just, he'll get to play five or six times a week, just backing up shortstop, second base, playing a little first base and spelling uh, Patrick over at third, that's what my hope was because he's only 27. He's hit 50 home runs in the last two years at AAA, um, and he's hit about 270 to 80. So I'd like – I'm hoping that that's the kid that would push as Dubal Cabrera into playing all the other positions, and he kind of locked down that third base position. That's what I'd like to see. Um, but if it's not Wisdom, who's my dark horse breakout player, then, yeah, Gallo is the easy choice. I'd like to see his average raise about, you know, 240, somewhere in there, hit the 40 or 50 home runs, and uh, keep the on-base percentage up and strikeouts down a little. I would love to see, I would love to see Gallo hit two, anywhere between 230 and 250. That would, yep. I mean, that would just make my day. Well, that's, and, you that's, know, that's uh, what he's built for. He's not built to hit 300. He could, but that's a whole different way of learning the bat. It really is. It really is. I mean, he – he hit 40 home runs last year, and I think he hit 40 the year before. I may be wrong, but I think he hit 40 yeah. the year before. So yeah. I think that's eight home runs two years. I mean, it's 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 yeah. those type of players and those kind of steps you want to see in a player that makes you determine, okay, hey, should we keep them longer? Should we give him the five-year to eight-year extension? Should we give him a two-year yeah. extension? I mean, well, that's and that's – I'm telling you now, and people don't want to talk about it, but this year, this year's a tryout for Mazzara, Gallo, Odor, all of them are finding out right now whether or not they become trade bait or they're going to get extended and become the core unit. That's what JD's figuring out. He wants to see all of them step up, and then they'll get their money, and that's where money will be spent too, and we'll lock these guys in because this year is about learning what you have. Let's find out what we got. And, uh, yes, we want to win. If we don't, I want to know that we just don't have, you know, what these players are, and that's what JD's going to do. Yeah, and, and you know, I I, I, don't, I hate to keep backtracking a little bit, but you know, you say Ruggie Odor, and you know, one of the biggest things with Ruggie Odor was his defense and his average at the plate. Yep. You know, we, we we all remember that thirty home run season. Yep. I mean, where he just absolutely broke out, but well, he he's kind of backslid a little bit, and we really. We really want to see him revert back to that that year because we gave him the money, we gave him the contract, and now that that's really hurting Mazzara and Joey Gallo in their pursuit of a bigger contract because now we we were we were locked into Ruggie Odor, 
And I think he could be, a, like you said, he could be a dark horse to be traded. I mean, he, everybody's on a trial this year. Yeah. Everybody, every, nobody is safe. Nobody is safe on this roster. So yeah, and, and you know, I, I was proud of him. He did, he did, he did increase his average a little last year. He, he really, uh, he he was a finalist for Gold Glove on defense too. But he's got a lot of improving to do. I think he's realized now he's grown up. I mean, look, he's twenty twenty four now, twenty five. But he, he he's he was never supposed to be in the big leagues that year. Um, that you know that was Profar. Profar was supposed to be the starting second baseman that year. He hurt his shoulder. He he goes down. We traded Ian Kinsler so Profar could play second. And then when he went down, we signed some journeyman to come play second. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't working. It, within a month, we we brought up Rugi, and he was twenty and young, popped a few homers, fought a few people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. That's popular. <laughs> Well, hey, you know what? We've been on here close to an hour and ten minutes. That thing flies when you're having fun, isn't it? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it really was, man. Hey. Go ahead. I I really appreciate you having us on here, uh, reclining nerd. I really do. It's always fun talking about the Rangers, and I'm like you said, time flies when it's having fun. Absolutely. So listen, uh, I appreciate it, JC. Hey, I want to thank the Texas Power Hour for coming on here. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to sign this thing off. Hey, JC, again, thank you so much for coming on and talking baseball with me. Yes, sir, man. Recliner, you take it easy. And uh, remember, follow this guy. Read his stuff on Dallas Sports Nation. Follow him at Recliner Nerd on Twitter. Find us at Texas Power on Texas Power Hour on Twitter as well. For all of those that have been a part of this one, we thank you for listening. And like I say at the end of every story, nerd out. <laughs> Like to pick my guitar down a Luke and drink that shutterbuck beer.